Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday version of the DSD show. Hopefully you're doing okay. Trying to get everything set up. I think I forgot to turn my other light on. Oh, well. So welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD show. I am your host, Dwayne. I'm not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you guys. It has gone through a tough experience. And I've developed some tips and techniques that I used over the course of my eight year, eight to nine year experience that I share with you to help you break the cycle of abuse, get your life back. Hopefully, if you have kids, to strengthen the relationship with your kids and just get everything, get everything going again. Whoops, hit the wrong button there. Uh, remember, only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder. So be really cautious going around throwing around medical terms can get you into trouble, hurt your own credibility, so you want to be really careful of that. If you want to get the text notification, actually, that's the next slide. Sorry, I'm a little out of it today. Uh, if you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, you can do that by subscribing and becoming a channel member. Those are two separate things, in case you didn't know. When you become a channel member, you get special badges, custom emojis, your name listed in the credit, and access to member-only events, which there is one this Saturday. And... Uh, yeah, and it helps support the channel and keep the lights on. If you want to get the text notification of the show whenever it goes live, just text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. And speaking of phone numbers, if you want to call and participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. You can also use a web interface if you are outside of the uh, United States and don't want to do international dialing. Uh, and on that, hopefully you guys are doing okay. While the music plays out, I am going to turn this light on, so stand by one. There we go. That's better. That would have annoyed me through the entire show if I didn't do that. Ah. <sighs> Normally, I go through and I go through all the lights and I turn them on and I end up with that one, but I just forgot to do that today. So for you, for you guys listening on the podcast, you're like, what, what the heck? I don't see what you're talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Anyways, hopefully you guys are doing okay. Hopefully you liked yesterday's show. That was a lot of fun to have Alex on yesterday and, uh, and to be able to go a little long. Normally, I, I'm unable to do that because of my, my day job, but... Uh, it was, uh, it was really nice to have him on. We'll have to do that again. I appreciate you guys who called in with questions and were able to keep it focused on the issue and keep things moving. I thought that went really well. Anyways, so I did have a, a topic that I did want to hit today as we start into this Thursday show. I wonder if I said Tuesday this morning whenever I started. Maybe I need more coffee. Anyways, that's whenever you're attached to your ex and you can't seem to get them to break free from them. And for this, those times whenever you feel like you would take them back in a heartbeat, if that happened. I was reading some comments and uh, some different things uh, earlier. Well, I guess earlier today and late last night where that was the trend I think the one that really caught my eye was this meme with this person with a bunch of knives in the back and the person who reposted it had commented that, uh, 
you know, I, I would go back, you know, it's like, I know what would happen, but I would do it in a heartbeat, you know, if they could, if they would take him back. I think the key on this, well, let me just pause for a moment on, before I move into the main thing. I just want to say that I fell into that same category at the beginning of this. There was a period of time in the beginning where the ex could have sucked me back in so incredibly easy. Thank God she didn't. Thank God she didn't realize. Well, probably she didn't realize that uh, things weren't necessarily going to work out in court the way she had hoped. And as a result of that, she just kept doubling and tripling down on everything. So the reality is, is by the time we got to that point, not to that point, what I mean is, is that she had gone so far over the deep end of just being as vicious as she possibly could be, in my mind, that coming back from that was just impossible. I mean, I guess the, the reality is, is that even with that, because part of my thing was, is like, oh my God, if a person could do these things, say these things, make up these stories, embellish these stories, just to try to win, you can't trust that person anymore. And I had a hard time reconciling with that. And fortunately, every time there would be kind of like a, I guess you could call it a Hoover. But in my particular situation, as soon as things would stabilize to the point to where she would feel that things were normal-ish, she would take her bony little finger and just boop right in my eye. And I'd be like, oh my God, you know, I'd be like, oh, holy cow, that hurt. And it was one of those things where it just was like that reminder. But I understand that mode of being where you want it not to be true. You want it to be different. That's one part of it. But I think there's another part that really is what what is driving a lot of that is not being not healing from the original wounds and fundamentally fundamentally feeling that you don't deserve any better anyways now that's a subconscious thing right i mean you're, you i don't think anybody for the most part is sitting there and actively saying well i don't deserve any better you know this person is the perfect person who knows exactly how to abuse me and hurt me in the worst possible way. And that's what I deserve. So I want to go back. I want that, uh, you know, I want to go back to sleep and wake up in that nightmare. I think that's the, the, the problem because we don't realize that we deserve better. I mean, it should be an easy, it, it should be easy. It should be you, you see the reality of what's going on. You realize, holy crap, this person is toxic for me. And staying in this environment is not healthy. But the crazy part is, is I see time and time and time and time again from people. Actually, I was having a coaching call earlier this week where that was an issue where the person was dealing with abuse was in a was in a, actually was actually in a shelter and was still questioning if they were making the right call 
the reality is, is that if you're around somebody who doesn't bring, <laughs> brings out the worst in you, it's making you feel constant stress and anxiety, then you got to get out of that. And if you're having, uh, if you're having a problem with that, you have to work on yourself to figure out why. I mean, the question you have to ask yourself is why are you having a hard time seeing it? And a lot of times, I mean, we talk about the, the early childhood wounds and, and healing the inner child. And I think everybody understands that you, you go back and you end up replicating what you're what you're trying to heal the original issue. You know, if you have a problem or something you weren't able to resolve, it's like your brain finds a way to make it come back so that you could prove to yourself that yes, you can make, you know, you can make a toxic person change or, or love you. And it's a, it's a vicious cycle to get into. So the reality is you have to recognize that you're stuck in that loop. Second part of it is just recognizing that, that it's a problem. And the third step of it is to find a professional that can help you work through that who understands trauma that can break that. That you can that you heal it not by convincing somebody else. It's like okay, I'll be, I'll be even better. I'll do everything the person wants. I'll, uh, I'll try to become super attentive to to read them to get this person to wake up one day and say, you know, you're you're not so bad. I got it pretty good. You know, let's just let's just calm things down. And and just to roll into the last part about this, I mean, it's the same. Similar issue we ultimately get into whenever we're dealing with a toxic ex. That at any moment, they could wake up one day and decide, oh man, this is just, this is a nightmare. This is just making extra problems for everybody. It's making it harder for them. It's making it harder for you, not that they care about you. And it's absolutely making it harder on the children. So the easy decision would be just like, hey, I'll just calm down a little bit and we can communicate and work together. I mean, think, I mean, the, the crazy part is, if you think about it, if you could have an ally in the raising of your kids, you would be so much better off. But instead of going down that road and having them having to maintain their victim status, they will burn everything to the ground to accomplish that and make everything harder. And it makes it doubly hard because now you know, you're, you're basically a solo parent, but you don't have solo time and you have somebody who's constantly throwing hand grenades into your, you know, into your camp that you have to figure out how to, how to dodge and how to work around to try to have some sanity in your life. And that is my rant for today. Hopefully that was a uh, helpful to somebody out there. I know I'll, I know a lot of the regulars are a little bit farther on than that, but I know every day there's somebody new who pops in and, and that message might be something that would resonate with them. Anyways, let me see what's going on in the comments and everything. 
Uh, let me turn off my notifications because that gets distracting because I don't need them. Let's see. Oh, I want to grab this one. Let me see if I can find this one. DC says, I have a reoccurring dream of my uh, soon-to-be ex realizing she's a covert narc and getting help from a therapist. I think it's my un, uh, my unconscious trying to resolve the breakup of the marriage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, let me move that up a little bit. Um it would again. It kind of goes back to what I was just saying. I mean, if you, if we could get our exes to get help, it would. I mean, one, it would probably repair the failed relationship. And if that wasn't it, if it could just make it to where you guys could have a stable co-parenting relationship going forward, I mean, it would be great. I mean, it would be phenomenal if I could call my ex and say, you know, hey, this is what's going on. You know, what do you think? Let's let's uh, let's Let's team up on this and figure out the best course of action to help our child. It just won't happen. I mean, the times I've tried that, all that happened is, is that she basically got my playbook, knew exactly what to do to maximize the wedge between uh, uh, the kids and I, and did that. So, I mean, and I fell for that trap. I fell for that trap. It's a trap. Multiple times, multiple times. Oh my gosh. I actually started feeling like an idiot because I'm like, man, why do I keep doing this? But yeah, DC, I think that's a, a pretty common thing. I'm going to try to, hold on. I got to make this a little bit bigger so my my eyes can, can actually read it easier. There we go. Uh, let me see. GA had one. Um, it's, I still wish that they would add a search thing in here. But GA says, I think they wouldn't be human if our minds didn't think of better times. Yet we do deserve happiness. Reality is that uh, that it wasn't real. I think closure is the issue. Yeah, you're right, ma'am. And I used to, and, and actually you, you keyed into exactly what I was dealing with as well, where I would get caught up in this mode where I would, where my brain would go back and start remembering, remembering past times. And I'm like, well, okay, I, it can't be as bad as I'm saying, because there were some good times. I can remember feeling happy throughout the last two decades, every once in a while. And it was hard. And then having that realization of, of that it was a fake and manipulation, that was really difficult as well. And ultimately, what you're talking about in closure, the, rea- the sad reality is, is that the way we get closure is we have to do it ourselves. You know, we, we expect or we hope that the person is going to say, I don't know, something, you know, like, oh, you're not so bad, but you weren't right for me. Okay. You know, something, something, as opposed to, I'm not talking to you. I'm going to ghost you. I'm not going to give you anything or throw out some, I remember I throw out some just stupid response. I, I remember at one point, the divorce was final. Uh, I still would talk to the ex every once in a while. And I remember I asked, you know, how, how the hell did this happen? Two decades and we got to this point? I mean, this doesn't make any sense. And the answer, if I remember, and I can't remember it verbatim, so, but what, but the intent, and maybe intent's not the right word, but basically, I think the response was, 
we both got bad advice. And I was like, what? You know, I mean, even that didn't make, and it, and, and the rea- just to be crystal clear on this, if you have a toxic ex, nobody is convincing them to do what they're doing. They want to do it. They're finding people that enable them, enable them to do that. They're not this pure driven snow person who's just, you know, mental, mentally inept and their best friend told them that they should just cut your throat. Hopefully that doesn't demonetize the video and do what they're doing. That's not guys. That's just to throw this out here. I need, I need everyone to be crystal clear on this. They are doing exactly what they want to do in the manner that they want to do it. If they're taking any advice from somebody, it's, it's that somebody is saying, Hey, you should try it this way. Oh, that makes sense. But they inevitably will come back and say, oh, oh, it wasn't me. It was Barbara. Barbara told me that I should do that. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for them, it, it defies logic. Yeah, I was just, I was like, seriously, we got bad advice. I mean, come on. You know, 20-year marriage, if you really cared about somebody, you would finally say, look, this is stupid. We have to stop this. So I think I even said something like that at one point. But uh, they have to be the victim. They have to be the poor person. And I, I'm, just to be clear, it, it, it could be, you know, man or woman, doesn't matter. If they fall into this category, they are going to play the victim card. You know, you'll be, it's just, it is a, it, it's just the trend that they follow. Hold on, I'm just looking at uh, the other half here because I have a, uh, Anyways, I have two windows open that I'm trying to track comments on. Actually, technically, I have three. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I, I, I don't. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see if I can find this. Uh, this is funny. I, can, I, don't, I can't read the whole thing, but... Uh, I, th- I think it's kind of hilarious. Come on. Where is it at? Maybe maybe it's lower. Maybe I went the wrong way. Let's see here. Where? No, not there. It's not, I haven't found it yet. I am scrolling back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there it is. Okay. Techmore says, ah, the X. If they showed up dressed provocatively, or technically not dressed, to the door, I would close the door and go back to bed. Or back to whatever I was doing. Do not care. <laughs> Man, that is exactly where we need to get. Isn't that funny? Okay, I'm going to get that off the screen. <laughs> that was funny. Thanks for making me laugh, Techmore. I appreciate it there, buddy. All right. Well, Tech had also said, uh, I know Dwayne has to take this approach for those who that pine for their exes. Others like us do not care. Just have to to deal with them or parallel parent with them until our kids get out. Now I hear you, man. I hear you tech, but it, the, the problem is a lot of times it takes, it takes a significant amount of time to get to the point where, well, technically where we are, where you are, I am, we're mo- probably a lot of people who are in, who are regulars on the, on the show. Oh, I like this. Ro- uh, the Weiss chat manager says the therapist cannot fix a broken soul. That is true. And the sad reality is, is, is these people typically will not 
seek therapy because they don't think anything's wrong with them. It's either they don't think that anything's wrong with them and they don't want to confront the, the root cause of the problem. It's too painful for them. So, I mean, it's kind of a vicious cycle or what I used to like to call a self-licking ice cream cone, which I have no idea where I got that from. I don't know if that was a work comment or maybe, maybe it was something from pop culture back whenever I was younger. But I'm, I've always been with the stupid analogies, so, you know, who knows? Maybe I made it up. John says, uh, my ex and I were going to, to a therapist prior to her blowing up the family, and I, took, I told her dad we were, go, uh, we were doing that. He said to me, good luck with that. Yeah, see, that's the sad part is typically there are people who, who see what's going on. They understand it. And I mean, like I, I mean, I even had, I mean, my dad said a bunch of different things throughout the the time I was married and I was asking him eh, maybe a few months, eh, maybe last year. And uh, I'm like, man, you called it. You knew he goes, oh yeah. First time I met her, I knew exactly, I could see exactly the type of person you were with. And it was a ticking time bomb. You know, he was like, I was just hoping you would get out of it before you had kids. And I had you know, obviously that didn't happen. And the sad truth is, is that we waited to have children until six years into the marriage. And when we were talking about having kids, I guess I didn't remember this at the time, but I had had uh, conversations with my dad just being like, man, I don't want to have kids. I just, I'm worried about it. And, and then as soon as we got pregnant, I was like excited about it. You know, so his, his comment was, well, there's 18 years of ransom. And it was like, I was kind of like hurt. I'm like, well, why, how could you say such a thing? My gosh, dad, why can't you realize that we've been married for seven years, six years, whatever the time frame was, you know, that, that it's real. That's <laughs> cause he's like, no, I see through it. He was right. He was right. It was, uh, it was not a good move, not a good move on my part. And you know, a lot of, I mean, well, I guess the one nice thing about it is it was, it, it basically spurred the creation ultimately of this channel that uh, has helped people. So I guess in some ways, me having to go through this has, uh, has had an ultimate benefit. Uh, I, I would have much preferred to not have had that experience and this channel to be about fishing or something completely different tech, something else, and not even have an inkling of this. However, I, I do have to say this. I do, the one thing I do appreciate is having the fog lifted, being able to see people for who they really are, to be able to be more discerning on who I allow into my, my environment, into my world. And I mean, that's a, that's a positive. I just wish I could have learned that lesson without so much pain. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. Let me see what else moderator Debbie has, has tagged for me. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, oh. Let me, see. Let me look for Node made a comment. I want to see if I can find this. Yes, it's right here. It says, closure came for me. Uh, closure for me has just been moving forward without interference. Her getting an RO on me was the best gift. It was 
Uh, if we settled, it turned into a no contact per my request. It's better this way. Oh, if we settle, I'll turn into, yeah. You know, I mean, you got to look for, see, here's, here's the other, here's the other really weird part about, about life, I guess, that I've noticed throughout my, uh, five decades on this planet is that a lot of times things will happen and it will send you down a path and it will feel like the worst experience that you could ever possibly have. And for the most part, well, at the time it does feel like that, but for the most part, once you get to the side of it, it's like, Oh my God, it was like, you know, that was your nudge to like, take the exit, you know, go take this one. This is where you need to get off. And it's um, it's been one of those things where I, I can look back. Well, I can look back and I can see that. And the other benefit, at least for me, and hopefully this will be for you guys as well, is as time goes on and things happen and it seems bad at the moment, you can kind of take a pause and say, okay, well, this sucks, but where is this going to send me? Where, where am I going to go from here? All right, let's see. Oh, I'm going to see if I can find this. Um, John said, my ex always blamed her sister, attorney, and people at work. Had she not ever mentioned me, there would be no discussion with her sister and people at work. Yeah, that's true. That's just, I mean, it's, they always blame someone else, right? And they, and they think that we're going to be able to, to, uh, to fall for that, that, that they're going to be able to, to, to give themselves a pass and we'll be like, Oh, pumpkin. Oh, I didn't realize that you were manipulated by other people. How could those people victimize you and ruin everything? Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, I wonder if I would have done that. What the heck would have happened? I mean, the, the problem is, is they, I mean, in my situation, she was trying to get things back to the the way it was. I mean, so I would have had to have like been been a cipher in the movie Matrix and get plugged back in and have my memory wiped to be able to go back into that. And I did not want any part of that. Okay, I have a caller. I'm going to go ahead and go to that. It's uh, area code 425. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hi, this is a... I am calling you about my 12-year-old. Her father has taken taken her during the coronavirus. Yeah, the last time we talked, you were filling out the paperwork. How did that go? Yes. And they are filed. He is served, and our court is for November thirtieth. Good for you. Uh, he has he has let me see her um, now that he's served. Big, big <laughs> he's surprise there. To see her. That's funny. Yeah, we went out to dinner, and um, from the moment I picked her up at the front door, it's as no time had passed, and we're in the car talking, having dinner. We were out for two hours. We just had. Like nothing, no talk about what has been going on. We we're just so your daughter like, was happy. No then. time had passed. Yes, that is happy. outstanding. He warned me. She, 
He warned me though, um, she does not want to go with you, but oh, of course, at this time, of course, yes. But whenever she was, yeah, um, but but good for you. I'm glad to hear that. So, I mean, hopefully, once yeah, you, well, well, I don't see any reason why when you go back to right. court that it's not going to go back to the standard or what you guys already had on on order. Well, so we drive into his driveway. I'm dropping her off, and now she's mom. I want to tell you something, and uh, she's trying to hold in her tears and she said, I wanted to, dad is not brainwashing me. I want to stay here at dad's. You scare me. You have seizures. You are falling on the ground and you are shaking and it scares me. I don't want to live with you. And this are, these are false accusations. He's trying to tell the court that I suffer from seizures. I'm an unfit mother. I do not. I'm a school custodian for five years. They would not have me working around children. I even have the school principal wrote me out a letter saying, we have no limitations on her workability around our children. And um, so it terrifies me. How do I talk to my child who is lying? I don't want to tell her, no, sweetie, that's not true. I just, I just list. Okay. I am. Well, yeah, at this this stage, what what you just said is that that's the way to do it. I mean, right now you got to get to court and get visitation forced uh, to get things back to normal. And then as you start having more time with your daughter, you can basically say, look, you know, everything's fine. We checked everything, you know, I mean, you, then you can do it. You're, you're, I mean, the the reality is, is that since you were able to go back or not go back, but you were able to have that time with her and she felt completely fine. I mean, the reality is if, if what she's saying, if what your daughter is saying is true, then she should have been terrified. You driving her to a restaurant. Oh my God, you could have had a seizure and, and you know, why? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, and then for it to come. And what I was going to say is as you were telling that story, I'm like, it, fully would fall in line that as soon as you fall back or not fall back, but you pull up into the other person's driveway or, you know, getting ready to drop them off. She's got it. Your daughter has to get reacclimated to the environment. She's getting ready to walk back into. So unfortunately it's common. I mean, what, what you just said, what you just said is common. I mean, it's not, and I mean, and don't necessarily believe that, that that's true. You just have to, I mean, you did what you needed to do. You filed. He's doing. He's starting to let you see her because he realizes that he's got to he's got to save face, and then you know deal with it when you get to court. Um, do you you have an attorney or are you representing okay, yourself? Good. I'm representing myself, and okay. I believe he is as well. I have not heard his response yet. Um, I he set up a good picture though he texted me why is it every time she comes back with you she is crying and it's oh it's it, well, well yeah and the, and the re- hours, a wonderful yeah. time yeah the reality is is um that's what that's what he's programmed her to what the expectation is right i mean and people mm-hmm. fall into that trap you know i mean that's why a lot of times when people will say i mean even on the other on the flip side right i mean i hear that a lot from guys who their exes or their ex-wives are saying that you know, it's like, oh, the kids are, you know, they don't want to go with you. They're crying. You know, it's obvious it's you, you, you. And it's like, uh, no, it's like you've set up a scenario to where the kids feel like that's the appropriate response and they're giving you what you want. So, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, don't really worry about that too much because unfortunately that is pretty standard. I mean, what you're talking about is very stereotypical. 
behavior of exes and of children. Now, if you would have told me that the entire time your daughter was freaking out and crying with you and your two hours was a nightmare, eh, you know, then you're in more of a, a danger zone. But that's what I always tell people. If when you have your child and it's just you, you and them by yourself and you know, the, they're not within earshot or the ex can't see and they calm down, that's really what's going on. And just focus on that. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad I to hear you. I also scheduled yeah. an appointment oh, good. for seizures. A doctor, I figured, why don't I go ahead and get some proof of this? It feels silly. No, that's a good idea. Scheduling an appointment. What, uh, what do you suffer from? Well, nothing. I don't, what are your symptoms? <laughs> so how do I talk to this doctor? I, I have no symptoms. Well, you Can just, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. You just say, look here, I hate to say this, but I'm in a, you know, I'm uh, in a nasty custody battle, and for some reason, my ex is saying that I'm unfit because I have seizures. Um, so I needed, you know, I need an evaluation to tell me if, uh, you know, have a medical doctor say, "Do I have seizures?" And for them to say no, you know, yeah, no, it's it's, it's actually it's a smart move because if he comes in and tries to say that, you know, you you have that paper to say, look, you know, here I have this letter signed by a neurologist or whoever does those type of evaluations and, uh, you know, just say, no, I don't, you know, and just say, then you could turn around and say, and look, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with an ex that is planting this crap into our 12 year old's head to try to drive a wedge. Whoops. Sorry. Um, but you said the 30th, right? So that's, uh, yeah. two more weeks in, right? Two and a half weeks. Yeah. Good for you. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad, I'm glad that you called to share your, uh, where you're at now and that you actually filed the paperwork. So good for you. you. Hopefully you feel good. I mean, I know you were incredibly stressed. I hope you're feeling uh, a lot more positive about everything. I, I am. <laughs> and thank you. And I will keep you posted. Awesome. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. You know, it, it's, I mean, for people who are who are longtime uh, longtime viewers of this new format, you know, you've you've heard this person call in a few times. Toxic people prey on our fears, and unfortunately, most of them get so close to to us that they know what our pressure points are. It's like you know, you can have. Well, I guess for the for the. I'm trying to think, you know, if you, if you look at like the old, what is it? Like the Star Trek movies, you know, weren't there a couple of movies or maybe shows whenever it was Star Trek next generation to where some villain would have a way that their missiles would shoot right through the shields. It's like, captain, the shields are ineffective against their weapons. And they would just blast right through. That is what a narcissistic toxic ex has the ability to do. They, they can pinpoint our weak points. And even if we have, you know, we walk in and we're like, all right, I'm firm. I got my boundaries. I'm protected. You can't get through. It's like they have a way to just go boop right through it all and really knock you down to your core. This is why, I mean, even for me, there was a period of time where I would basically kind of do the no contact I wouldn't have to deal with her. I wouldn't have to see her. I'd feel pretty good. I'm like, man, I'm doing really well. You know, I mean, I don't, 
you know, she, she doesn't have any effect on me anymore. And then we would end up in the same location for whatever school event, an appointment or whatever. And I would be a disheveled mess for like a week because it was like, it shattered everything. It was really, uh, you know, it's tough, but it's important for me to say that, to know that, because I, I've seen that with, with uh, coaching clients as well as where they feel that they're like, yeah, I'm good to go. I got everything great. Everything's fine. And you, you know, they go into some type of event mediation or, or whatever art. Typically it's whenever they run into the person and they're not expecting it, that it just like, it pushes all their buttons. So, all right, let me see what else is going on. Uh, just to, to reiterate, the phone lines are open. We got a little bit more time. We could take some other callers. So the number is 424-373-5483. And eh, scroll down. They're also in the descriptions. Let me see what else moderator Debbie has tagged. So, oh. Yeah, see, let me grab this one because this is, this is, uh, where is it at? I'm scrolling down, 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 down. Let's see, let's see. iTumblr says, the caller sounds so much better. Keep fighting. Yeah, she really did, didn't she? I mean, you know, uh, like I said, I'm glad to hear that. Let's see, where is this? I wanted to see this. Oh, I scrolled too far, so it's the other direction. Now I have to go backwards. I, I really do wish that this thing would have a search function so I could just even just search on a name, but it doesn't, well, forget it. I'll just say this. Mia had, well, let me get this off the screen. So Mia or Maya has, says, I struggle with the shame and confusion because part of me hates him. I can relate to that. Uh, but another part would easily be swooed swooned if he told me he was fixing himself oh my god that would have that right there not now all right it's been long enough that now that wouldn't work but but there was a period of time where if the ex would have called and said hey you know what i i just want to let you know i I, i've really done some soul searching and and i realize i had some issues and and you know i've been working on myself and i and i see that this and this are the problem and uh you know, let's, let's, well, even if, even if she had just said that and said nothing, you know, just said, Hey, you know, some accountability, I would have started lowering my guard. And if she was really super vicious, she could have easily early on, probably within the first few years, sucked me back in. So unfortunately, what I just, the point I want to make on this when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And for the most part, 99% of the time, no matter what happens, no matter what progress they've made, that default personality that's in them is what they're going to go back to. And what, and what I mean by that, and what I'm saying by that is more than likely, if they tell you that they're making progress, and you go back with them, it is going to completely devolve back to what it was before. The only caveat on that 
is if you can watch their actions and words and and have some accountability to where if they start doing something, you could say, hey, you're falling back into that. You know, you're doing what, you know, we were talking about or what your therapy, you know, what, you know, what you're working on. And if they like go, oh, okay. And they stop and they utilize whatever techniques that they've been taught, maybe cognitive behavior therapy or whatever to help them get back on track. Okay. Maybe you have a chance, but it is, it is a crapshoot to, uh, to go back into that. Once somebody demonstrates who they are, believe them. You could have compassion for them, which even then, I mean, you got to be careful because sometimes that can lower your defenses enough to where you'd make mistakes. I personally wouldn't recommend it because I don't, I'm not saying not have, what I mean by that, I'm not saying, you know, just have no compassion for anybody or have no compassion for your ex or whatever. What I mean is, is don't put yourself in a vulnerable situation. Don't actively go, I'm going to turn the shields off, click, you know, everything shuts down and you're like, okay, I'm here. I can, uh, you know, I, 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 you've been better. Let me just, you know, here, here, let me just lay back and here are all the knives and daggers. I trust you now. (laughs) Don't do that. Please, for the love of God, don't do that. Uh, all right. I got another caller. So I'm going to, I'm going to grab, uh, grab this one. Area code 484. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Hey, man, how's it going? So what's up? Well, uh, yeah, everybody I've talked to about, uh, when I called about yesterday, the, the, the malicious prosecution, yeah. uh, it told me that there's literally nothing I can do about it. Uh, and yesterday I got my kids and, uh, uh, when I'm in my house, I, I'm so paranoid that I close all the, all the curtains. Yeah. But uh, I don't want kids to to live like that. So when they when they get here, I during the day I open them up, and uh, an SUV pulled into my driveway, and immediately I thought, oh my god, like she's she's doing it again. Like this is going to be uh, somebody serving me right uh, papers, or maybe they, like they're coming to arrest me. Uh, yeah. and, uh, it turns out it was a subcontractor for Amazon, but like the, the intense <laughs> adrenaline rush, like, Oh my God, is this going to happen in front of my kids? Uh, and I don't know. I think, I think it's because court's coming up and it seems historically everything that the one day to be X, uh, <laughs> always tries to push it back and then blames it on me. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, and you're so, dealing with a I, tremendous I, amount of PTSD. I mean, you know, everything that you've been through, I mean, of course you're, you're going to be paranoid and you're going to be worried about it and some weird vehicle pulls up in your driveway is going to freak you out. I mean, that's, I mean, and like you said, you're, you're also getting ready to go back to court. So it's, <clears throat> it's keeping all of your, your senses on hyper alert because you've been burned before. So you just got to be careful that you don't, spiral your own, you know, spiral yourself out of control as a result of that. And and I'm okay. So I say that and it's easier said than done. Right. I mean, I, when I was in an active in my thing, I was completely freaked out going to the mailbox freaked me out because I kept getting, 
you know, court documents or some other bomb in my mailbox, you know, that just, it, I literally was giving me anxiety to go to the mailbox. Actually is another thing. I got to the point that I would get in my car in the garage, get in the car, start it up, then open it because I had this fear that somebody was going to be standing outside trying to serve me paperwork or, and not that she ever did serve me like that, but I mean, it's just, your brain starts going crazy. So I, I, I see that you, I think I, uh, I heard or what you initially said is you're increasing what taking tea. Is that what that was? <laughs> you're doing things to help you with your anxiety. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, uh, uh as far as to help me with my anxiety, uh, I, I just do busy work around the house, and thank God I have uh, a core of extremely supportive friends. Awesome, man. Uh, That's key. But uh, but I was talking to my best friend, and she said, you know what? The things that you're talking about are worrying me lately because this the things you're saying, it sounds kind of obsessive but I understand why you're worrying about these things, but this is the way you were talking before each of the previous allegations. So that yeah. kind of made me hyper aware, like, Oh, actually that makes sense because that would just push court back further since we're going soon. Right. Yeah. You gotta, so, I mean, sometimes but, we're, we're our own worst enemies, right? I mean, these people have a unique yeah. ability to push our buttons and hit our, hit our biggest fears. And, it just sends us into overdrive. So I'm glad you have a friend who can in real time see you doing that and, you know, help you pause and say, Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, to be perfectly honest, and I, and I know I, we haven't necessarily talked a lot about your story. Well, a little bit. I mean, we, we kind of into detail yesterday, but, um, you know, I mean, you're kind of at the stage now where every, I mean, if your ex tries anything extra, it's probably going to ultimately help you because she's at the point now where she's destroying, destroying or has destroyed her credibility and any more false allegations are just going to expose, expose her. Not that it, you know, I mean, not that necessarily the court's going to immediately hold her to task, but every additional event that she does is going to push that closer and closer to happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it, it just sucks to feel like I'm using my kids as bait for that. Uh, well, I mean, she's using your yeah. kids as and, bait and, and I guess, as well for against yeah. you. You know, I mean, so I mean, here, here's the real, and I hear what you're saying right. on that, and I and I I understand, right? I mean, because nobody wants to do that to their kids, but the reality is, it's not by your choice, right? I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is, it's more look at it like, okay, don't worry about it, and or try not to worry about it and just realize if she does anything, not that you're wanting it to happen, but it's just another really good data point to show what a problem she is. I mean, that is an example, a huge example of the pattern of behavior we often talk about on the show of being able to say, look, this yeah. is the problem I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with an ex who cannot handle the fact that we're divorced, cannot handle the fact that I want to be a part of, and need to be a part of the kid's life and is doing everything in her power to destroy that relationship to the, to the extent that if she could get me jailed and I mean, just destroyed that I would be out of the picture. I mean, you know, that's the reality of what you're dealing with. You're dealing with somebody 
who, even though I know, like we were talking about yesterday when I was talking to Alex, I mean, even though I know she's going to say the excuse will be, well, I was just worried, right? You know, the, the, this comment was made and I was just so worried and, and I didn't know. And, and, uh, and you know, my ex is, is acting so differently and, and I'm so worried and, and, you know, I mean, she'll try to spin yeah. it that there's a, a logical reason why she would um, say those things. The problem is, is, is getting to the point where, okay, the first time, okay, all right, you know what, you know, there's probably, probably BS, but, you know, all right, you know, it's stressful times, you're kind of paranoid, you know, you take something out of context, it's been investigated, it's been thoroughly investigated, and everything's fine. And then the, her next course of action is to then find the next kid and say, oh, well, well, now, you know, now the younger kid made a comment that, you know, says that, I mean, it's like, seriously, I mean, the, the lady's destroying her own credibility. I mean, her next move to fall into car cat on that would be to start diagnosing you in court with a medical condition on her own. You know, well, I've determined that, uh, that my ex is NPD, you know, it's like, I mean, it's like she's destroying her own credibility. Anyways, my point is, is you're not using your kids as bait, dude. You're not, I mean, you, you don't want this to happen. I'm just saying that if she does, it's just, you know, you could potentially get to the point that you have full custody and she has uh, reduced visitation because they can't trust her. So, so hang in there, man. You're doing everything right. You, so do you have your kids now? Yeah. I mean, is that, are you on your time or was this the last go around? Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 they're at school right now. Uh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I was troubled to hear <laughs> out of my son's mouth yesterday. I've noticed a pattern with the things that they're saying Yeah. that they normally would, that they have no reason to say is, uh, I caught my son, my five-year-old son in a lie about hitting his sister because I saw it. And I said, no, you did hit your sister. And then he looked at me and said, you don't tell the truth about things. And he said that a few times. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, you told me mommy said that about me too. But you're also telling me that I'm mean. Right. Or in a moment of fun that, hey, daddy, wow, you're not mean. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have to torture on anybody. Well, and the reality is, dude, is that, you know, I mean, what your ex has done is going to have an effect on your kids. You know, I mean, we don't go through these experiences. I mean, no matter, I mean, yours is pretty severe, right? I mean, yours is probably one of the worst situations I've heard. And the reality is, is that your kids are stuck. Our kids, your kids are stuck in the middle. There is consequences to it. There's nothing we can really do about it at the time. I mean, we can't, I mean, we can do long-term things to try to undo the damage, but I mean, our exes have created these scenarios that are absolutely going to affect the children. So, you know, I mean, yep. you just, it's, which mean, which means we have to even become better parents, you know, understand child psychology even more so that we are in a better position to help our kids in real time. And ultimately you're going to have, most of us are going to have to have our kids go through therapy to reconcile the mind. <sighs> I was going to say, I was going to say some words that got, that I was saying yesterday that got my, my video demonetized, but you know, we're going to have to go through the process of deprogramming them, uh, dealing with the brainwashing, having them to be able to, to reconcile what they experienced, the fact that they had a parent lie to them and stuck in the middle. Uh, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's, 
it sucks. You know, I mean, the, the good yeah. part is, is actually, that you're, you're, after I got, well, let me just finish this. I want to say the good part is, is your kids is, have, yeah. have some, you know, have you in their lives who can be that stable rock for them and help them through that. Yeah. Anyways, I, I, I sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> say that so again. Uh, yeah. After, after uh, hearing what Alex said about my situation, how this, you got to change the statutes. Uh, it really got my, my brain churning. Like, wow, I, I think I might call my, my uh, state house representative and uh, find out. Yeah. You just have to be in a mode to where when you call the, the, the reality is, is you have to make yeah. sure that you're rock solid so that you can call. And when you have that conversation, you can come across as credible and believable and not somebody who's just freaking out who, you know, it, it is so easy yeah. for us to fall into the trap. So when, of being, when in court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's so easy to fall into the trap that that people just assume we're the we're the uh, disheveled, disgruntled ex. It's like, oh wow, you know, this guy just can't yeah. get over it. You know, I mean, and it's like you need to be able to go in there and say calmly, hey, you know, there needs to be change. This is the experience I had. Dealt with a bunch of false allegations. You know, there needs to be things to protect this because, I mean, obviously it's damaging to me, but it's also damaging to children have to go through this, and people are abusing the system, and there needs to be consequences. You know, part of the problem is a person can make these allegations and there's zero consequences. They just basically are typically just tap the person on the head and say, now, 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 stop that. And there's no real consequences. So there's no real disincentive to, um, to not do it, to not make up false allegations. Cause it doesn't, you know, if you're trying to win, you know, destroying the other person to achieve your goal. Okay. You know, you got nothing to lose. You roll the dice. Okay. Crap. Well, it was going to be 50-50 custody. I went, I pressed the nuclear option or used the silver bullet. And if it works, great. Now I have full custody. You know, I'm sole custodial parent, you know, full custody, full legal rights and uh, not joint joint. And woohoo, you won. And if not, okay, well, it's it's what it was anyways. It's just, you know, most people don't think another human would do that just for that. Would not, that nobody believes or wants to believe that a parent would do that to their child and do that to an to uh well that was weird um to their uh 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 to the you know to the x to accomplish that so anyways yeah i mean but uh yeah i think that's what we probably all need to get in the mode to where we we are in a better position to organize on that the problem is is most of the time when people get to the point that they're they're um out of it they don't want to deal with it anymore. It's like, Hey, I got my life back. That was a nightmarish part of it. I'm done. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I mean, shoot, that's like even me with this channel. I mean, I could have easily said, okay, you know what? I've gotten through the hard part. I can finish out the rest of it. I know what I need to do. And I could have just stayed away from anyone else who had this issue. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, but I decided to do this instead. So anyways, man, anything else you want to say before you go? All right. Uh, thank you for, for sticking with it. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right. Have a good rest of your day, and we, I'm sure we'll chat okay. again. All right. Let me check to see what else is going on. Wow, we are down to five minutes. Um, I think there's another caller, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to grab that. 
what I would I'll see tomorrow. Oh, speaking of tomorrow, um, there's like a good on the schedule. Chris Godina is supposed to be back. I made the mistake of not closing the loop with her on that, but I'm pretty sure she's going to be on. So I'll, uh, if that, if that's firmed up, I'll create the show and you guys will see that post a little bit later today. And, uh, I don't know if we'll do calls on that. Um, so anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. Let me look, I got a couple more minutes. Let me just see what's going on in the comments or what moderator Debbie has tracked. Let's see. Um, oh, I hate doing, I hate, I hate it when I'm trying to figure something out and I'm running out of time. (laughs) Oh, it's frustrating. Let's see. Let's see. I'm not fine. I'm, I'm sorry about this. I've completely screwed up my timing on this. I apologize. Uh, see, there's some people who were just saying thanks for what I do, which I appreciate you guys saying that. Um, Sometimes I do think I've lost my mind doing this channel, but uh, I think maybe I was the the right person at the right time to to pull this off. So let's see, let's see. Okay, uh, man, sorry about that. I completely screwed that up. So. Oh, I Tumblr says, uh, <laughs> please do more Johnny Depp. On that, on uh, Saturday at 8.30 a.m., uh, I'm going to be on, uh, oh, crap, Stevie Ray. I can't remember who's, what the channel is, but I'm going to be on their channel. They're doing a marathon on Johnny Depp, and I'm going to be have a uh, like a 15-minute segment that I'm going to be on talking about um, – the Johnny Depp story and how it affects, affects our community and uh, my thoughts on it. So definitely we'll be doing that. I might do another, another uh, episode with Leslie going into a deep, more of a deep dive on it. I just haven't been able to schedule that up yet. So, but that's on, on the, uh, on the, on the docket, I guess you could say. Anyways, so I'm just just looking around just before we before we get down to the last last minute, which is basically in 15 seconds. <laughs> John had said to Shane, my kids would come into the visitation center and would complain about me rolling their eyes. I said, OK, fine. You have no dad, just like your mom had no dad. See you in 10 years. Yeah, it's a it's a generational cycle. Um, I, I did have a conversation yesterday with um a, uh, a person who is based, I think, in Germany, who I'm going to have on the show later this month, uh, who is specializes in coaching men who to repair their relationships with their daughters. So she's one of those people who is a generational victim of that and has uh, really worked hard to try to solve that. She was able to work through her own issues, realize the damage it had done to her, And I'm excited about that conversation. But on that, thank you guys for hanging out with me today. That hour kind of went by really fast. I do want to say thank you to all the channel members who helped make this happen. Uh, You guys keep the lights on, keep the phone lines open. I really appreciate all the support. So be kind to yourself. And we'll be back here tomorrow.